This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. So you literally can just follow the instructions on the screen. Mm-hmm. So I like did it, type in the thing, pull the thing, push the button, mm-hmm. and then I finish up. Yeah. I squeeze the handle, I pull it out of the gas tank, and I turn and I go, so now we know I can do your job, but you can't do mine. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet line back hallways of this industry we call um, showbiz. I'm Hayes Davenport. I'm here with Sean Clements. Hi, Sean. What up? What up? Uh, we're just a little bit frazzled today because um, uh, sometimes you hold things to be true in your life. Yes. And uh, you end up uh, getting some information that challenges those beliefs, and then you're forced to, to, uh, to confront is basically them being kind to us because... Ultimately, we're eating a big fat pile of crow, and the crow is inside humble pie, and we're munching the two things together. <sighs> in our in our careers, uh, Sean and I have always been very tough on review critics, the uh, critics, the, the people who do who watch movies and they watch TV shows and they listen to songs and they say whether or not the songs are good or bad. Even and a though, bunch of them are just failed fucking artists. Yeah, anyway, yes, because they don't know they've never done a good movie or a good song. Or but then they're telling you if TV your song's show. good or your movie's good. Now, they've been very kind to us. Sure. They always liked our things. But is that even fair? Because sometimes we have friends who've made something and they don't like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of like, like what's a sport? Oh, I don't want to say soccer because there's an argument over what that sport should be called. Right. Because some people call it football. Some people call it football and some um, people call it soccer. That would be confusing. So You know right. what what's a, a big sport, sport is? I don't want to say rugby because I don't know the rules to that one. Yeah, like what, just a major sport that and I could, not I, like. I'm skiing. just going to use it as an example, and not like no, like a like a like not a, like a triathlon because that's got too many sports in it, and probably not like an individual sport, and not like an Olympics one. Or okay, um, well, you could, you know, it could be one that is in the Olympics. Well, how about basketball? That's a great example. Uh, you watch a basketball game and like you see the guy uh, with like shoot, and if it doesn't work, you say, "Well, why didn't he just do it?" Yeah. But it's like unless you have actually been out there shooting, mm-hmm. you don't know whether that was maybe like a good idea. Yeah, or if he didn't want to just do it, Mm -hmm. or if for some reason his teammate would have been embarrassed, or something like that. You don't know. You don't know, and that's what the critics are doing, and that's why Hayes and I would never be basketball critics, Mm -hmm. and, and we only make movies, and we don't think it's fair to be doing critic stuff on stuff you don't do, uh... 
at all. And that brings us to what happened this week, which is uh, we were reading some critic stuff about this new show, Fargo. And laughing and scoffing at it and being, this is all going to be a joke later for us. But then we, and they all these critics really love the show, and we sit down uh, watching Fargo together, getting ready to just light it up, because that can sometimes actually be the most fun thing, watching a show that sucks so bad, but it's actually really funny. Oh, God. It's almost better than seeing something really good to see something really bad with one of your funny with friends. With one of your funny friends. Like and me like, and Hayes. And sometimes you sort of, I like to mystery science theater it, where I'm doing maybe some funny quips or saying what the guy's thinking, and then Hayes chime in, and he's doing a, a voice for someone else and pointing out how dumb it is. And so we sit down to watch the show and an hour and a half later we haven't said a word and i don't think i said anything for another three or four hours because we were thinking about the good show i was literally in a zombified state (laughs) just from the goodness of the show and Mm -hmm. and so Egg was on our face. We're eating the crow humble pie, and we have to invent a new segment now. And this is the first time because we have so many segments that we've done over and over again. Mm-hmm. This is actually a one-time, first-time segment. Hopefully, we won't have to do it again. It's called Critically Ashamed. And the reason it's called that is because we're ashamed at mm-hmm. the criticism we've levied against these critics. They made us ashamed. And... It is also about critical stuff Mm -hmm. in terms of they were right, and that's what ashamed us, and we criticized them, so we're ashamed of our criticism. We're ashamed so bad, we're in critical condition. And in a way, yes, and in a way, weren't we, by criticizing the critics, doing Mm -hmm. exactly what we said they shouldn't do because we've never been critics. No. Well, the same way they've never been a basketball man or no, the same way they've the never done thing. a movies. It's not the same thing. We've never done a critic. Well, no, that's different. But Well, it is different and it's very different and we learned that. Now, we, to the so show. We want to talk about the show and why we agree that it was so good like all the critics and everybody is saying. They got it right. Uh, we had not seen the movie at the time of watching the show. When we first saw the show, we hadn't seen it. But it really made me want to watch the movie. I said, well, let me go check out the movie. So we went back and watched the first movie, and it was like, it's it's not even like the same thing at all. Well, I, there's, I see where there's elements that are the same. Uh-huh. But it's not as good. It's not as good. And this is what all the reviewers are saying. This show... The, the Fargo TV show has carved out a completely new space. It's its own thing, Hayes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's its own thing. But the difference is, it's like the movie, but more of it explained more loudly. If the movie was explaining itself... As so you're if, watching the movie. I One example I like to give is, the movie is sort of sliding the information under the door and maybe you notice it and maybe you don't the show 
pounds on the door as hard as it can, rings the bell 20 times, makes you sign for a package that it gives you, then watches you open the package. Inside the package is a letter explaining the contents of the package. And the contents is pretty self-explanatory to begin with. It's maybe just like a big rock. And then the guy tells you. What the package? The guy who si- who made you sign for it goes like, "That's a rock." He has hung and, out, and he reads the letter to you with kind of his eyebrows raised a little bit as you're opening. Yeah, as you're opening the package, it's sort of. Like I a, can't wait for you to see what's in there. Like it's a, a rock, and you're gonna really love it. It's uh, big, it's round, and it's gray. And I can't wait for you to actually see it. Ooh, ooh, read the letter. Read the letter. The letter says, "This rock is made out of rock and stone. It's it's gray and big and round." And then you hold the rock in your hand. Let's give an example. It's important in the world of the show that you know that the that the guy, the main guy, Lester, has a rich brother uh, who he's sort of overshadowed by in his life. It's his younger brother, and he feels like he hasn't lived up to his younger brother's. How humiliating to have less money than someone. Don't even get me started. Yes. This is how they show you that the brother is rich. This is the brother talking about a trip he just went on. Took the whole team down to Duluth Tuesday. Big spread at the Marriott. Oh, I always want to stay there. Oh, yeah, it's real sweet. King size bed, view of the lake, and you name it. The boss took me out for dinner. Just the two of them. Steak big as a catcher's mitt. It's a jazz. We're going places in this world. Gave him a raise <clears throat> and a corner office. Yeah. Hear that, Lester? A corner office. So, you hear that, and I don't know if you noticed, but. The brother went on a business trip. He got to sleep in a king-size bed. There was a big spread at the Marriott, and you know it's good because the other lady always wanted to stay there. Then the boss took him out to dinner. They ate a big steak. It was as big as a catcher's mitt. And I don't know if you noticed this, Hayes, but did you notice that mm-hmm. it's just the two of them at dinner? Mm-hmm. So you know he's the boss' favorite. They're friends. And he gave him... A raise and a corner office. And a corner office. And And he said, did you notice the part where he said that he was going places in this world? Yeah. And did you notice that when he says corner office, the lady goes, did you hear that? A corner office. Because I didn't hear it the first time. And that's what's so good about this show. Is I'm not going to have to listen to every single thing someone says. They're saying it again. Again, yes. And this is also after a scene that we don't really have time for at the very beginning uh, where Lester's wife talks to Lester about how successful Chaz is. The whole first scene is just about all the same information we're hearing, only we heard about it with him not in the room. Now we get the treat of hearing about it with him in the room from him. Yes. Let's uh, let, let's go fa- back to the fact that this guy is a piece of shit. How do you know that? You know that his brother's rich, but how do you know that people are mean to him and that he doesn't like his life and stuff? Well, in a in a thing we were talking in a show that some critics actually did like Breaking Bad. Yes. You might find out that this guy is unhappy with his life by like seeing his boss at the car wash say like, "Hey, you're going to have to pick up another shift." And that's it. That's it. Maybe that's good that he has to pick up another shift. Isn't he making more money that way? Yeah. It's like that's all the information you get. Uh, but in this show, there's this great scene very early on where Lester, the shitty guy, 
runs into a guy that he knew in high school in the street. It's a guy who was his high school bully. The guy talks about how he put him in an oil barrel and rolled him down a hill into the highway. Uh, and also that, also in addition to that, his wife gave him a hand job when they were in high school. Yeah, this guy, uh, you know, the shitty guy, Lester, is married to a woman who apparently jerked another man off. And they talk about that at the street also. And that's that doesn't seem like quite enough. Uh, so then the guy says this. Never knew what she saw in you, really. <laughs> oh, well, I... No, I mean, help me out. Is it your stupid pencil dick or your little rat face? So it seems like in the beginning... When this and this conversation is happening, you're like, are, are these guys friends or do they not like each other? Mm. Like, they, they, he put him in a barrel and rolled him down a hill. Is that like a game? Like, I need more information. Like, the guy, the guy's wife gave the other guy a hand job when they were in high school. Like, what does that mean? Like, help me, help me, kind of put this all together. But rolled him down a hill. Mm-hmm. Says rat face. Says pencil dick. Yeah. And I actually missed the first time he said pencil dick, but he said pencil dick again, which helped yeah, me out a lot. He said pencil dick again. And then there's another story about how he would write his own name on his knuckles in Sharpie, the bully, and punch the shitty guy in the face. So that his name was written on his face from the punch. So once you have all this information, you can kind of start to put it together. I start he to also think- calls him the N-word. <laughs> He does call him the N-word first thing. <laughs> that happens very early. That happens right away. And, and did you notice, Hayes, and I don't know if you did, that the guy had two sons who mm-hmm. were kind of interesting? Yes. And so they do these brothers uh, who are the sons of the bully. And the way they talk, I don't know if you noticed, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I, have a, a, I didn't notice anything particularly I have a clip about, that sort okay. of reflects their, their dynamic. So the, uh, it's just a bunch of examples of the way these two brothers uh, mm-hmm. talk to each other. Will you look at that? What is it, Dad? Yeah, Dad. What is it? Yeah, you, don't, you don't look black, Dad. Yeah, Dad, you don't look black. More like a big pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a big stupid pumpkin. <laughs> you went to high school with the black man, Dad? Yeah, Dad, did you? Is that him, Dad? Yeah, Dad, is that him? How? Yeah, Dad, ow. <laughs> oh, Dad, that's embarrassing. Yeah, Dad, super embarrassing. That's a good one, Dad. Yeah, Dad, real good one. Did you did you catch that? So, okay, so now, now I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but yeah. what, something I did notice, I don't know if you noticed this, is they talk to their dad a lot. And, well, what? I, 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 I watched it a few times. And on, like, the third or fourth watch, you realize that when one of the brothers says something, the other brother says the same thing. And it actually happens nine times in that two-minute scene. And now, so I did, now that you say it, I did sort of notice that about them. And it pointed me to another thing I love about this show versus the movie. Mm -hmm. I fell asleep for 45 minutes during the movie. Mm -hmm. And when I woke up, I was so lost. Yes. But I also fell asleep for 45 minutes during the show, Mm -hmm. and my experience was not negatively impacted. And so a big apology to the critics. We're critically ashamed right now because we got it wrong and you guys were right, and I look forward to seeing uh, a lot more of this uh, improvement on the movie, which was not that good. 
We have a great guest. Jordan Morris is here. Uh, you know him from the podcast Jordan Jesse Go on the Maximum Fun Network. Uh, we like sometimes to bring other uh, podcast entrepreneurs onto the show and sort of talk about the podcast revolution and and, and how to build your own podcast empire. So we're going to do that very shortly on Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook. Did you notice what they wrote on my Starbucks cup today? <laughs> ace. That's accurate. I get ace. I get H-A-Y-S. I yeah. get H-A-Z-E. It's well, like these fucking retards. You know what I get? Go to school. What? Big dick playa. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, welcome to Hollywood Handbook and Insider's Guide to Kicking Butt and Dropping Names in the Red Carpet Lineback Hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Um, showbiz, speaking of which, from, mm. the, from the introduction, uh, it has a number of different facets now. It's like a nice fine diamond. Uh, where there, it has a number of sides. For people at home who don't know about diamonds, they're not always, probably the ones you guys get are just completely flat mm-hmm. because you can't afford a big rock version of it. Mm-hmm. But if you do get a rock one, you can actually see there's different sides to it and mm-hmm. you can look at it with a little eyepiece thingy and yes. there's different um, uh, sides and, and, and wear else. it. Oh, God. I, yes, I love wearing diamonds. Uh, one of the sides of the show business diamond is movies. Another one of the sides is, uh, is TV shows. And increasingly, like a real diamond, you're discovering new sides all the time. I guess to help you picture what I'm talking about with a diamond is if you think about how an umbrella mm-hmm. sort of has different sides to it. Yes, right. That is like, imagine, obviously not that big, but imagine... The flat diamonds you see shape like an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And one of the new sides that Sean and I have been exploring of show business is podcasting. Mm. Uh, it, uh, you're listening to us do a, a, a podcast right now. But we're not the only one. Full disclosure, we're not the we're only not podcast. We're not the only ones doing it. And so to talk about this this, this, this new form of media and sort of what, what it is, like you're listening to this, but what is it? We have Jordan Morris. Say something. Hey, hey guys, it's Great. nice to be here. Good. Thank you. Perfect. He's the host, the co-host of the Jordan Jesse Go podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Uh, he's been he's been doing it for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know, depending on which podcast historian you ask, mm-hmm. um, we've been doing it the longest, and that's that's generally what I like to say is that we, you know, we we did it first. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I told your guy that's how I kind of wanted you to introduce me, but yes. maybe he didn't relay that information or something. Yeah. Do you want to take this again and just introduce me properly? I that's think, I've, don't have, I think I've got an email from Benjamin saying what he wanted the intro to be. He sent over. I guess this okay. is a blurb that you wrote up. Um, but it's... Yeah. <clears throat> Ladies and jelly spoons, please welcome the bad OP, original pie. He's a true gangster in the tradition of iced tea, and he does podcasts, and you better love it. This guy invented it. He's like friggin' Neil Armstrong meets the friggin' 
Ramones meets, uh, I don't know, um, D.W. Griffith, and he's here. Thanks, and thanks for. Um, I'm glad you took note of my uh, inflection notes that I gave. Yeah. Oh, good. Where you, you wanted like, me to be searching for some of it. Yeah, yeah. I like how some of the the statements came out as questions, and yes. that's just kind of that's just kind of a vibe that I like to give off. Like yeah. I like to play with punctuation and sure, you know, form and expectation. So like that was. Thank you for kind of bringing that vibe to my introduction. So you can just cut that one in, right? You can. Yes, we'll just okay. cut. Well, thank yes, you. We'll cut the original one. I remember. Uh, when we were on the set of Love and Other Drugs, mm. and uh, we were talking to Jake. It was a closed set that day, yes. I think, because it was when uh, Hathaway showed her sweater puppies. And I think that we need a closed set for that. Are you talking about Jake Gyllenhaal or Jake Branson, the guy who does craft services? Um, I actually was on set there, I, and I kind of just see like the stars and the crew as equal. It's so, the same. I yes, mean, exactly. Hanging They're with Jake Branson is great. Uh, yes. This was Jake Busey uh, oh, who was okay. visiting the set that day. Great. And he was telling so us. Nice. It was so nice of the director of Love and Other Drugs to just let people kind of meander around. Well, he that. also directed a few episodes of Shasta McNasty, and I think that is why he wanted that other Jake around. Yeah, he just wanted that like creative vibe. Mm. And Jake talked to us that day. He said there's this new thing where like, you can download. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a computer radio and you can listen to other people have casual conversations. Sure. And it sounded pretty great. And he talks about there are these guys, Maximum Fun, mm-hmm. uh, who are who are doing this. And that's sort of like w- w- when we originally checked it out uh, two years ago. And that's kind of how we how we got into this. But in the early days, it wasn't exactly the same as it is now, yeah, was I mean, it? Now Things were a little like, different. Yeah, then. I mean, now there's like a lot of you know, money being thrown around. Sure. There's your stamps.coms, your audibles, just kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, making it rain the on big all these boys. Yeah. yeah, on all these great content creators. Yes. But you know, when when we started, um, you know, it was more of a garage operation. We mm-hmm. were kind of like I mean, we were kind of like in a virtual CBGBs where we were just kind of doing it to do it. You know, we sure. just wanted to do it because, you know, we just wanted to express something in a really raw way. Yes. And I keep going yeah. back to that word raw a lot when I think of, sure. like, when everybody comes up, up to me and asks, like, why do you do it? Like, you know, wh- why do you keep doing this? I yeah. mean, the As if it's a choice. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of – I'm just compelled to. And, like, yeah, I mean, I'm cashing those stamps.com checks. Sure. And it's great. And, you know, it's great that they love what we do. But also it's – I mean, I mean, I would probably just – wither if I couldn't, you know, yeah. get this I remember raw on a regular basis. The days you know, early on when you were just doing ads for regular stamps. Sure, we were just, just encouraging like, people. Like, it's a great way to mail something. And mm-hmm. you were going, I always have to go to the post office and I love that. Sure. And now you've changed your tune a little bit where you say that you never sure. have to go to the post office anymore. Yeah, ever. well, I'm, I mean, I, I, I like to think of myself as an innovator who changes with the times. Yes. Before I was just saying like, hey, Stick one of these little squares on, or they'll send it back. <laughs> but now, I just want people to know. Yeah, stick the squares. Yeah, stick the squares. And and I love that you said they're making it rain on these content creators Thank because you. that's what it is, isn't it? That's what sure. any conversation really is, and that's what the root of con uh, means, like good stuff. And mm-hmm. so a conversation mm-hmm. is a form of content. And it's the good studio stu- is good attend. stuff talking. Mm-hmm. I think if you good were to translate talking. the Latin, yes. con, good. good stuff, versation, 
talking. So mm-hmm. we were talking about content, and I think con, you know, good stuff, and then tent is that's where you live. So it's good stuff you can enjoy in, in Latin your home. in Latin times. In Latin times, it's good stuff you can enjoy in your home, which is what this is. And you know, is there any more pure form of content than to? Uh, Dudes fucking jerking each other off two on a white, fucking two, two white shoots yes. jerking each other off on a fucking microphone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what you know. When me and my podcast partner Jesse uh, kind of invented the genre um, about seven years ago, mm-hmm. I mean, we were just having a conversation. Sex partner. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I mean, I think as you guys can feel, and I'm kind of sensing the vibe. It's a very like erotic medium. Like yes. it's intimate. It's, it's, a, it's close. A very highly charged. Auditory. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they talk about the ear gland being the most erogenous gland. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, have definitely. Two, I have like, two glands I would put before it, but it's top three for sure. For sure. Me. Well, you know, potato, potato. Um, so yeah, I mean, we were just talking, and I'll admit, like there were people putting out downloadable audio files before us, but it was like really specialized stuff. It was like. Buffy fanfic and yes. grammar tips. And we were like taking all this in and we were like, what's missing? Mm-hmm. And so we came mm. up with the genre, um, improvised Caucasian conversations. Wow. Yeah. And we just really wanted to give people a window into <sighs> what a white friendship is like. Mm-hmm. Like, and we just felt like people weren't out there getting raw about stuff like TV, movies, video games. That's uh, important. A weird guy in yes. your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, because you, people were having these conversations sure. before, but nobody could hear them. Exactly. Yeah. And people weren't appreciating how raw we could get mm-hmm. about stuff like this and how brave and just how like, I don't know, we were just putting ourselves out there in a way that I don't think anybody did before or has done since. Mm-hmm. If that makes it's any true. sense. Does that make sense? It does. does it make sense what I'm yeah. saying? It's making sense does to me. Make sense? It's making sense. Does this? Totally. Am I crazy? Am I going crazy? You're does this make not. Sense? Cra- I mean, you're crazy in a good way. Right. Because I mean, you I'm, saw I'm little, you yeah. saw the You'd potential. You'd have to be crazy to You'd have to be crazy like to be a trailblazer the way you've yes. been. In a medium were, that just truckers were using to send files to each other. <laughs> yeah, about like, you know, trucking routes yeah. and, you know, at which Waffle House can you get a hand job mm-hmm. and, you know, things like this. And we saw that potential and we loved that. We loved yes. that. Can we're we not, expand beyond the truck Yeah, world, we're not said. slamming those guys. We're totally not slamming those guys. Mm-hmm. We love them. We love what they were doing, but we're just like, what else? What else? What you know, else? where can we go from here? Mm-hmm. How can we make this better? It's like those guys are like B.B. King or whatever, where like they started noodling on guitar and you went like, Okay, but you guys are like freaking John Mayer, where you wrote real songs. Sure, thanks. Right. Yeah, we took that, that frame and made to. a few bucks because the BB King stuff's unlistenable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you can he's see using the a tool there. that wound yeah. up being mm-hmm. what you sure. guys used. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and thank you for bringing up John Mayer. I mean, we've we've always talked about like we wanted to do for you know ninety minutes of bullshitting what he did for the pop song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, thanks. To make that's buck, really make cool that you, that you hear that influence. Yeah, it's totally, it's right there on the surface for anyone who wants to see it. You were saying before you came in that you've seen some AMC TV shows. Yeah, I mean, th- again, that's a big thing. Yeah, you know that we think is really important in podcasting is to like. You know, just like let people know about AMC TV shows that mm-hmm. no one knows about and no one is talking about. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. you have, have an you obligation. Have you guys seen Breaking Bad? 
I, it's ended its run, but I don't think anyone's seen it. People need to talk more about this, and I think that's just an important thing. What's nice is out. I feel like I don't really have to see it because I'm listening to people talk about it on on a lot of these great podcasts. Yeah, and we just want to give people that option, like. Yes, and for me, I'm obviously never going to watch Walking Dead because it's mm-hmm. too scary and they're sick perverts who ever made that show. Yes. But what's not scary and what's not perverted is to hear a truly funny comedian yes. say something that happened on the show. But not – And what they but, think might happen. Yes, but not feeling like they have to be No, they don't have or, to be on the whole time when yes. they're doing it. What, yeah. they, what they get to do really is just sort of say it. Right. Yeah, and thank and you know that's a great point. And I and that I think you know this is opening up the door to a larger conversation about like what is a comedian's podcast? Mm-hmm. Like we kind of looked at that and we're like, why does a comedian always have to be funny? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why do they have to be telling jo- why do they have mm-hmm. to have thought of something in advance which they yes. think is funny? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Why that's one of the most frustrating things yes. about comedy and raw. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's an like it's so hard to be raw and real all the time. I mean, I'm exuding a lot of energy right now being so raw and real with you guys. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, think of it. I, I almost had to, fell out wanted, of my chair just now. If I wanted to be funny on top of this, mm-hmm. it's too much, and it wouldn't be authentic. But what's no. authentic, I think, and I've heard mm. one comedian actually do this, is talk about how you're in therapy. Yes. Mm. Isn't that actually better than doing comedy? Yes. It, I mean, I guess you could have a funny observation about – you know, something that happened in therapy or what it means or blah, 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 Maybe blah, just say what you realized in therapy about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, people will just appreciate the fact that they're getting a little glimpse into a pretty sick mind. It, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, a mind that's a little twisted. It, yes. I mean, because they are always saying, these freaking comedians are cuckoo. Yeah. What's going on inside those, you know, melons on top of their necks? And they're going to finally find out, well, it's some, you know, half-assed self-help stuff that they sort of yeah. read somewhere and then thought about and then are repeating on a mic and then to an, another guy. And and don't, let's not forget an enjoyment of AMC television. Oh, God, that's good. Because it, it mirrors the way Have technology Have you guys works. seen the TV edit of Demolition Man? Have you? Are you guys watching the TV edit of Demolition Man? Because this is some more great AMC TV. The, the way the places they choose to cut in to Demolition Man are so precise. They're surgeons, honestly. I'm telling like, you, it's like it was built to have commercial breaks. <laughs> it's like they were thinking about the commercial breaks yeah. when they wrote the fucking original script. I'm actually uh, in talks to host a Demolition Man after show. Wow! It, finally, yeah. Because. The, the the only thing missing still on a lot of AMC TV shows is they'll just do the show mm-hmm. and then they'll leave you wanting to discuss it. Sure. And then they'll just go on to another play like Liar Liar or something. Yeah, exactly. And then you want to I mean, discuss I want to sit down with like the cast of Demolition Man, yes. but also just like some YouTube celebrities and talk about like, mm-hmm. I mean, what's what's going on here? Where's the, where's the Demolition Man and gang going to go next? Sure. Now, yeah. Jordan, we have talked a lot about getting raw, and can I ask you something a little more personal? And you don't have to answer, but I think that our audience would appreciate it if you did. When you were younger, mm-hmm. 
Were you, and forgive me if I'm way out of bounds, but were you maybe a little bit of a nerd? Oh, boy, this mm-hmm. question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I see. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's tough for me to talk about. And we've admi- we've already admitted, full disclosure, we've yes. already admitted that we actually read have readed comics and have liked comics. Okay. And I that's see sort I'm of, here with that's some sort of why fellow we can, geeks. Why we can pick this oh. stuff up is because, like, as we like like superheroes and stuff, we can maybe see a guy who might also like superheroes as well. Okay. Oh. I mean, yeah. I'm giving off that vibe. I yeah. get it. I get it. You can tell I'm a total Poindexter. Wow. We Listen, can smell yeah, our guys, own a little bit. I mean, my high, I mean, we laugh about it now, but my high school days mm-hmm. were a living hell. Sure. I mean, <laughs> hey, here were some of my good friends. Mario, Sonic, and, you know, I loved all that geeky stuff, like mm-hmm. Nintendos, yeah, which fight, as a, a teenager, people weren't really doing, no, you know. None because, of my friends liked Nintendo. Well, they were all like, uh, with a hoop and a stick just playing actively, sure. like, but we're not athletes. Football yeah. and cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know what those things were. I was too busy playing Nintendo. Echo the Dolphin and such. I know. And, like, watching these nerdy shows like Coach... I mean, mm. I would just sit there and I would write wow. Dauber fan fiction. And I wouldn't even have anywhere to put it because GeoCities didn't exist yeah, yet. That mm. was my family, you know. I was It was me and Murphy B. And she had a different assistant every week. Uh, Murphy B and, and Miles Gr- Silver B? That's right. That's what I call Miles Silver. Grant Shaw, Faith Ford, a.k.a. Corky Sherwood. But Jordan, but Jordan. <laughs> they got Later, Corky in Sherwood the house. Forest. That's right, baby. Jordan, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Is that why you're so funny, Jordan? Is that why today does it come from a place where your sensibility was honed well, I mean, the, by maybe yeah. not being so popular in high school and maybe that adversity is what leads you to be so, so that, funny today? I mean, pain. That, here's is that, the does truth. it come from a place of pain like Richard Pryor? Here's the truth. I mean, I'm glad you brought up Richard Pryor because I consider him a contemporary. I'm glad you brought up Richard Pryor, and um, I see that I see a yeah, lot of similarities. In what like you Richard guys are Pryor, doing. John Mayer, like these are the guys like yes. that I'm looking to to kind of make the gumbo that is my sensibility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, I mean, here's the thing about Yum. all comedians. Here's the thing about all comedians yes. across the board: they're not funny because they like jokes. Right? They're funny because. They're sad clowns. Inside mm-hmm. every comedian is pain. Yes. That is across the board. That is exclusive. We've all had fucked up childhoods. I mean, my childhood Extremely was so bad. fucked up and miserable. Like, I was in home watching Coach, and, like, I guess I didn't get traditionally, like, beat up, but people would look at me in the hall like, mm-hmm. this guy's been watching Coach. Yeah. We're not going to invite him to our cigarette parties, mm-hmm. you know? And that hurt. And, and this is why I have so little sympathy for criminals, because of course, <laughs> of course, any one of us could have gone that route. We could have taken that pain yes, sure. and turned it into just being arson or doing, you know, murder in a I convenience mean, I thought, store. I've, I constantly think about being arson, and then I'm like, you know, what? <laughs> and that would have been channeled that, and that would have been be comedy, and to be comedy, and to be comedy, and that would have been so easy to just get a can of gasoline. Mm-hmm. And just go to the cigarette party and oops. Sure. And and instead what we did is sorry, jocks. What we did is we made something for the world. I don't know if this it was the case with you guys and I, I I will say it. My parents used to fight. They used, oh, to, no. they used to fight all the time, and I remember Is that why you're like so twisted? hearing them fight. Well, yes, it, it makes you want to lash out and mm-hmm. do something that's that's kind of against society, but you can do that in a constructive way or in a negative way, like burning. I wish I wish my parents would have fought because my dad was too busy. 
Oh, Sean. Fuck, man. He barely even was around. He's a stranger to me because he was so busy. Oh, Sean. Anyway. But you're using that. You're channeling it, you know? And that's what, like... Well, but is it why I have to stay so busy always making all this content? But you know what, Sean? You you make time for your, your guys, you know? You're not him. I do I do block out every other Saturday I'm with my little guys when whether and if Steffi's late mm-hmm. I give her hell because I'm going you know this is my time with them and you know I don't want to be like him mm-hmm. have you thought about maybe like and when I say that? him I'm pointing at a big statue of Paul and, Bunyan and I also want to clarify <laughs> I, I also want to clarify for people you are still married. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you guys have like a joint custody thing? <laughs> well, she doesn't want to live in my basement apartment in my dad's house because... She wants to live in a tennis mansion somewhere. Yeah, and I just feel like I'm not going to live in your tennis mansion year-round mm-hmm. when I've got this suite set up down here. Right. I've got two different kinds of futons. I've got blacklight posters fucking to beat the band. Mm-hmm. And one thing she doesn't realize about my dad... <laughs> is he would be pissed if he knew I was sneaking out to see her. Right. He's busy, but he's not so busy. He's not he... blind. He doesn't approve of a man sneaking out of the house to see his wife. He's pretty. He's like a conservative. He's like yeah. one of those Bible-thumping conservatives. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's the Bible, but he definitely has a big book in his hand, and he's definitely pissed. Jordan... Uh, we want to do something with you uh, that's a little different from what a what a, a traditional podcast might. Do. We are innovators as well. Sure. Uh, I mean, well, innovators who are just coasting off our wake. But yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we've said that. Uh, it, do you say that in every episode? Just make let yeah, them yeah, know yeah, that yeah, you've yeah. been coasting off my wake and. Well, yeah, and Jesse's. Less so, sure. Yeah, yeah less so, but yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, this is a thing where we've. Solicited questions from our listening audience, uh, and we asked the we ask those questions from our audience uh, to you on the podcast, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. comes a challenge of coming up with a name for the segment. Now we think we've got one that works, but we don't totally know how to explain we're it. We're drawing from a lot of different places as we come up with this name, right? We're getting questions from a group of people who are not on the show, but they're fans of the show. One is led potentially to the area of the peanut gallery. People who are submitting questions, right? It's a little on the nose. Is there a way you Agreed, can Agreed, Jordan. One of those words. <laughs> can you change just one of those words? Uh, and we looked into changing gallery. And which word? Yes. yes. Wh- which word? Yes. Should, yes. Should we call them the peanut gang? The peanut area. Well, I Charles like Schultz sued us for doing that. We did that on our old radio show. Then the question arises, would it be a good idea to merge the worlds of question asking mm-hmm. and movies? Mm-hmm. And so one one is led to the word peanuts. Peanuts are a food. Is there a movie food that would be useful to put in the name of the segment? Don't say chicken sausage. I know they've got those chicken jalapeno sausages with the mango relish at some mm-hmm. of the theaters you go to, but that's not what we mean. They serve pizza at a, a lot of movie theaters as well. It's not necessarily a food that is identified with movies. What about the salt packet gallery? Like, you know how they have those salt packets for the but popcorn? But sometimes they have a big shaker, don't they? No, that's true. We, yeah, you do want something so more you, So if you say packet and somebody's been to one with a big shaker. And then you say, wait a second, salt. What are we doing with the yeah, salt? Yeah, but oh, the back up. What's right the salt? Gallery. You said the salt packet for what? 
for the popcorn, which you oh, drink with. Okay. Oh, okay. Jordan, with a you are a diet right. <laughs> You're so cool. That's you, by far the closest you are anyone has ever so gotten. so much closer than anyone's gotten, but it's not the diet right gallery. It's called the popcorn gallery. And this oh, week, the theme fine. of the questions is that everyone asking questions has to be named Andrew or Andy, some variation on, some variation on that. We didn't Ooh. announce it, but people came through anyway. Yes. Okay, so... The first question, we reach into the bag and we pull it out. Wash this down with some diet, right? Thanks, Mark. This one's from Andy Smith. Jordan Morris, you were in the movie All About Steve. Mm -hmm. Follow-up question, do you like Jesse Thorne more or less now that he has a beard and children? Um, yeah, I mean, thanks. I'm, I'm glad he brought up my star turn in All About Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little cult classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe didn't do Bafo B.O., but, you know, I think is one of those movies like, you know, The Big Lebowski or It's a Wonderful Life that has, like, become appreciated and, like, loved and revered mm-hmm. uh, since it's been, you know, on cable and, you know, DVD and on demand and Blu-ray mm-hmm. and uh, mobile phones, PlayStation, Xbox, the PlayStation Rise Vita. Vita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like big on the PlayStation Vita. Like people are always downloading all about Steve. Google Play, those ads they have now, the, the uh, all about Steve, your heart out. Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, it's a big, uh, big selling point for Google Play. Uh, yeah, and isn't it, um, isn't the Hulu original series Deadbeat based on all about Steve? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like kind of a Marvel Agents of Shield. Yeah. To the cinematic universe created the, by All About Steve. The it's Steve the kind universe, of TV yeah. companion. Uh, you know, I might be making a little cameo in Deadbeat. Not not going to say which episode, uh-huh. but I might Are be showing Are you going to do your up. famous line from the movie? Do you want to do it now? Okay, I mean, I will be saying, this glue is making me high. Which was an actual line that I said in All About Steve. I know. So yeah, I'm the, you know, my famous glue is making me high character might. Make it appear. Were you eating the glue? Well, I don't want to give too much away. Oh, or w- had you glued yourself to a really high shelf? No, yes, that's the premise. Is that this glue made me? I guess my climbing had made me high, and the glue was just keeping me high. So, you know, but you just like you. Well, maybe that you stuff put on glue on your hands and you human flied your way up the shelf. Yeah, that's and the air option. is so thin up there, you don't really know. I get a little you don't head say rush. It exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, just thank you for. To this, uh, to this fan for Andy. like mentioning that I have my hands in a lot of different kinds of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also um, brewing my own microbrews these days. Mm-hmm. So, oh my god, yeah, like that's a kind of content. What cool, content. great hobby! Oh, it's so fun, and I just love to talk about it. It's interesting for everyone. To hear about that process. Tell me some of the brews you're working on right now. Uh, well, Hops levels and whatever else you can say. I'm just working on a real hoppy IPA. It's real Wow, hoppy, I love strong, hops. hoppy IPA. I like the really bad, bitter stuff. Sure. I mean, it is gross. If, uh, it if, is gr- <laughs> it's just a challenging drink. I like to think of it like kind of... Like, if it was a film, it would be Un Chien Andalou, because it's challenging. It challenges your notions of, yeah, like, what tastes good. It's normal so yeah, people would, would spit out. I want to feel like I'm drinking. trying to win against the drink by mm-hmm. finishing yes. it. They're used to drinking piss yellow beer. Ugh. I like black beer. 
Oh, swines. I hate <clears throat> swines who don't eat, drink the good beers. And you said you don't want to talk about Jesse, so we can just move on. Yeah, from, I mean, yeah. like, I kind of want this to be about me yeah, and, totally like, understand. my stuff. I and, totally you know, agree. Thing. And we mentioned that to these guys, but they still... Nah, like, I mean, Jesse, sure, but anyway. Sure, sure. Uh, this next question Does is Does that from, come up for you a lot? Yeah, I mean, it sure. I mean, I've got I've got my fans, and he's got his fans, mm-hmm. and he does his thing, and I do my thing. Sure. I think just what's important is that like, I was really instrumental in creating improvised Caucasian conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you need and, like, someone to talk to, right? You need another Caucasian there yes. to improvise a conversation with. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like a big part of his contribution. Sure. Uh, here's a question from Andrew, and let's find it. I'm going to kill myself tomorrow. Is that from Austin Powers? That drop? Uh, no, Mark our friend Mark, his, my oh, friend Mark yeah. from high school, originally recorded all these drops. And yes, I think he had been watching a lot of AP at the time. Good flick. Not as good as the sequels. No, I like. I mean, I think they went out on top. Like they stopped with their best one. What they didn't do. What they didn't think to do in the first one was a scene where Ozzy Osbourne and his family see something. And think it looks like a dick. And and say, what what the heck is that? It looks like a... But then you can't say dick in a movie, so you cut to... Someone else, someone else saying, saying you, cut to, dog, you cut of. to Elizabeth Taylor turning to Richard Burton and going, right. Dick, you want to get married again? And right. then, yeah, and, <laughs> and that way we're able to get it all in. But that's how they got around in like 2004, sure. like the codes that were around oh, back gosh, then of not yeah. being able to say things like Dick. Andrew asks, Mr. Morse, when Jesse Thorne does that thing where he invites strangers mm-hmm. to go on a boat vacation with him, mm-hmm. do you get a free ticket or do you have to pay full price? Or is it like a partial discount situation? Now, I'm sorry again about sure. this. Yeah. Uh, if we can like, do a better job of screening these it was the next the, time I it come It was in. the people named Andrew or Andy. Okay. For some reason, there was a lot of overlap between them and people who wanted to ask questions about Jesse Thorne. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got his thing where like he does like – you know, getaways and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm kind of like working on my own version of that where um, it's just like a trip to Fresno for wow. like comedy fans, like yes. fans who want to get like real and raw in Fresno. And yeah, I mean, we're just like, we're booking some rooms at the uh, the Fresno Airport Marriott. And mm. We're just going to have a little weekend and just like get real and raw and see what happens. What a great place to listen to people talk about movies. I, I think, it, yeah, I think it's going to be a great venue for us. Um, and, you know, they have a, they have one of the last remaining blockbusters. So wow. we're just going to go there and, and like enjoy some physical media, you know? The, the live podcast, this is a little tangent. Sure. Uh, how is that? Well, we're in the tangent business, am yes, I right? Podcasts? Are. Yes. <laughs> we wherever never it finish goes, a conversation yes. the start goes. Yeah. Yes. The live podcast. Talk about how that has innovated. The, being able to not just listen to someone talk about therapy and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and movies and people they know that you don't know, but to actually see them do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, the live show has just become a really important arrow in the podcaster's quiver. It's like, sure, when you're listening, you know, in your earbuds at your, you know, office drone job where, you know, you're wasting away in that cubicle. uh, And, you know, you're listening to us, like, just kind of, like, spin out on whatever, like, twisted tangent we're on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, 
sure you can appreciate like the pauses and the stories that don't get finished and you know and the yeah you're right the weird conversations where uh the audience isn't given out enough information but when you see that live it's just it's got a different texture you know mm-hmm. and and isn't it nicer to listen to with you know that it's not edited in any way mm-hmm. so sure. you're getting the good stuff yeah mm-hmm. and people are kind of reacting to stuff you didn't see yeah and you like and you like you know you feel that and you use that energy like yes. i take that energy and then i just use it to like you know just like let people know that game of thrones is great this season no spoilers but it is great oh you do hbo shows too we, yeah i mean we we're branching out into talking about hbo shows it was wow. mainly amc shows in the beginning that could be big now jordan i'm gonna go ahead and put myself in the popcorn gallery for a second sure because oh, that was such a big tangent i forgot where we where we were in the popcorn gallery because i have a question up. yeah You've mentioned a few times twisted uh, tangents and stuff like that. Do you ever get scared at just how fucked up your mind is and all these crazy connections you make when you're just talking and just really going down the sort of Byzantine labyrinth that is your synapses? What if you go too far and what if the string that you leave behind to find your way out is uh, lost? Sure. I mean, that's it's absolutely a concern, you know, and that's just like it's the tightrope we walk every mm-hmm. day as podcasters. Like this conversation about – what was your favorite cartoon in the Disney afternoon? Mm, like, it starts in yeah, this place, and it's already a little yeah, bit yeah, like, dark, whoa. Duck, and, you know, know, yeah. Tailspin. And tailspin. Rescue. Yeah. Re- I mean, see, you bonkers, can already kind of feel things getting. Bonkers, yeah. yeah, totally nuts. And, uh, yeah, that, and yeah, wow. I mean, that's yeah. that's the risk, yeah. you know? I mean, and, it's like Houdini. It's and like, those are shows that every, you could not do today because they were so crazy. They were just so crazy. Like, today. What were the people smoking who came up with Exactly, but that mm, so informs the yeah. sensibility of people like us today thank who you, grew up you. with yeah. like this like really crazy original comedy. And that's why and that's why our our minds are such, you know, dark caverns and and we're a bit yes. like spelunkers, you yes. know, and it, it's it's a rush for me. It's how I get off, but it, there's a lot of danger. I mean, I think a lot about like Houdini and like Chris Angel and guys like that yes. cuz like they never know if they're coming back. Right. You know, like once they're, you know, in the box, or once they're once getting you turn them upside by down, the strong man. Yes, will they ever be right side up? And yeah, I mean, I guess I think that every time I have an improvised Caucasian conversation, is like, mm-hmm. this could be my last. Like, I you know, probably won't die, but I could just go into such a dark, deep, labyrinthian, twisted place that mm-hmm. I, I mean, I might not make it out. I might have to, like, and the, minute, you know, be the taken minotaur, away. the minotaur is at the center, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you do in that labyrinth, there's a minotaur in there. And if but you I don't know like, this question, then I you're love in it. I just love yeah. content, and I love you know just getting real with my fans. So mm-hmm. like, I think I owe them that much, you know. Mm-hmm. The minotaur has a bull's head, and that makes him extra scary. Very like, scary. Imagine. I saw one Chris Angel episode of Mind Freak, you know, where he gets locked in a prison cell and he's naked and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of women outside 
<laughs> and he's got only a certain amount of time, like two hours to get out of the prison cell like, where his clothes are on the other side. And if he doesn't, then the <laughs> women are all going to see him and they want in, boy, oh man, do they oh, want man. in bad. And there's a lot of interviews with the women going, I mean, getting to see Chris Angel, the mind freak, without any clothes on. And they're so excited. And the, his bodyguards and his handlers are going like, I mean, of course, these women want to get in. I mean, imagine like them getting to see a sneak peek at Chris Angel and see his whole fucking wiener. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's the danger that like Chris Angel could get blown to death. I think he's worried about that. And maybe he had just gotten into a relationship that was getting serious. Uh. But anyway, he hit a key somewhere in the cell, you know? And so right as the time's ticking down, he does manage to unlock it. But that's sort of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're totally. almost getting exposed all the time. Everyone's almost seeing our our mind, our emotional yeah, it's mind like here, Yes, here it is. Like here are my opinions mm-hmm. about. And if you're built Christy like me Thomas. or Chris Angel or Jordan or Hayes, you know it's a pretty significant risk. Sure. We we had another question from Andy Nice. We're not going to do it, but I'll just ask the 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 question. Just find it in the bag, and I'll just read it. And but we won't do it because we don't have time. <laughs> Oh my god. There was a dragon underneath the bag. I'm getting eaten by a fucking dragon. This question is from Andy Neese. Jordan, this isn't really a question, but could you please show off your acting chops and do all your best accents and impressions and then make Hayes and Sean do some too, please? Thank you. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it could have been Mm -hmm. pretty fun. That would have been fun. That would have been real fun. I would like to see the implication that, you know, a guest could make us do, like, we love you. We really think you're great, but that you would come on here and make us do something that we don't want to do. Like, we're... We control the edit afterwards, even so we could just take that out if we if we didn't want to. Even do it. if you got us to do it in the room, which right. you can't. No offense. I right. think what I mean. I think I mean. I guess I could go up, come at this one of two ways. Like uh-huh. I could try and make you guys do it here, mm-hmm. or I mean, I can do it on my show, and then like a couple years down the road, you guys will be doing it on your show. Just because, like, wow. I feel like the community takes cues from us. Yes, and like they hear what we're doing, and then you know their you know their little brains kind of like eventually are able to wrap once we figure out the technology it's a little like like a big idea like funny voices not to nerd out but it's a little (laughs) like remember hey get to comic-con you're gonna nerd (laughs) out you can uh, you can say that because i know you're it's our word for each other yeah now nerd is our n-word but it's a little bit like how when coach uh, had the story where he yeah. and his wife were trying to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a year later, Murphy Brown maybe wants a baby too. What sure. a great... I mean, I think people took a lot of cues from Coach. Mm-hmm. What a great thing this is, just, just so we can just talk openly just about Just be this. among and our own, no, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, it it really is nice, and it's and so it special must make, to be together. it must make listeners feel a little more comfortable with who they are. Mm-hmm. Which is important too. They like Yeah, I mean if there's just one kid out there who decides, you know, that he doesn't want to be arson and mm-hmm. that he'd rather be podcast or comedy or just wanna be content, you know, mm-hmm. just be any kind of content, whether it's, you know, micro brews or tapas or webisodes or mm-hmm. you know, like mobile phones. To wander hashtags. around imagine what it must be like and we're so far removed from this it's hard to remember, but to 
just walk through the world thinking, am I the only person who likes video games? Is it? Is it? It only can feel me? like you are. Yes. It can feel like you are. Mm-hmm. It but can really feel that way. Once, like, just like some brave guys are able to get out there and say, like, hey. You know, yes, brave guys who have made or have reached a certain station. Yes, who have proved that that you can like video games and also be successful. Yes, and we have the right to, of course, tell people what is cool to like now that used to be uncool. Yes, because we sort of uh, have been ordained as guys Mm -hmm. who are so great, and so there's a financial component to that as well. If I'm yes, we have. Fucking shit tons of dough. But if I'm saying it's a whole lot of dose of baby, if I'm saying something maybe that I realize in therapy or something maybe that is a pretty trite and obvious observation uh, because it's been said many times by other people, it's like, right, other people didn't get said by me or by Hayes or by Jordan, Mm -hmm. the people who are actually important because you kind of enjoyed something we did comedically once. Yes. What would it sound like if we said that? Because we did that web video. I like feel a real kinship with uh, the uh, electronic mashup artist Girl Talk. Mm. Because like he's making something new out of other stuff. And yeah, I guess I didn't, like I didn't invent Mortal Kombat 2. I didn't Mm. invent the idea of leaning in. Fatality, remember? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> you remembered that, and I like you now. Because that's also something I remember. Jordan, thank you so much for being so honest and so raw with Thanks. us uh, today. Uh, we would like to ask our listeners to rate us on iTunes and to and to like us on the forums. If you liked what you heard today and if it made you feel uh special and uh, like you have good friends uh we would also like you to buy the pro version of our of our podcast uh which is where you get real real good information and and uh, and other nice things as a reward to um andrew who did buy the pro version yes uh jordan is going to relay the uh plot of one of his favorite episodes of Coach. He's going to talk about what Dauber did and some of the other things that happened. Okay. uh, So, yeah, I mean, I think, oh, God, I mean, which episode of Coach to pick? I mean, there's just so many to you, you know. Do you do the single Coach days? Do you do the married Coach days? I mean, Mm. I I think I want to go with, like, season five, episode 11, Dauber's Big Day. And this was really, like, a great Dauber (laughs) episode because Dauber met a woman who thought he was a contractor, but Dauber thought she was hitting on him. And he goes to coach, and he realizes this, and he wants to fix her deck anyways, and he has to have a crash course in handymanning from the seaman. And it's just great because, like, Dauber, you know, like, he's not good with his hands, and he's a sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're so, rooting you know, for him. So you're rooting for him. You want him to finish this deck and eventually you want him to have sex with that fuck girl. this woman. Played by a free, pre-friends, Courtney Cox. Oh. It was a little bit of a May-December thing, and I think it made some people uncomfortable that Jerry Van Dyke was trying to fuck a 19-year-old Courtney Wait, Cox. Jerry Van Dyke's not Dauber. Bye! This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead. 
That was a HeadGum Podcast.